Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. In tonight's episode, I'm covering the unsolved murder of 10-year-old Holly Perenin who would be abducted and murdered during a week-long summer vacation at her grandparents' home in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. In August of 1993, she was taken from this small rural community while she was waiting near a neighbor's house to see puppies that she was promised. Only one of Holly's shoes would be found by the side of the road, but no sign of Holly. There would be a massive search launch to try to find the little girl, and 79 days later, a group of hunters would discover her body left in the woods. We're coming up on the 30th anniversary of Holly's murder, and the monster who did this to her still has not been caught. However, just this past week, there was an update from this case provided to the public, and it could spark renewed interest and hopefully some new leads. Police have released this image of a shirt that was discovered near Holly's body, and they're asking anyone who might have any information about it to come forward. There's also some speculation that Holly's murder could be related to the murder of Molly Bish. Molly was a young woman who wrote a loving letter to Holly's parents, sending them strength and support when she was around the same age as Holly. Seven years later, Molly would also be murdered, and her killer has never been caught either. We're going to go through all of the details, so let's jump right in. Holly Kristen Perenin was born on January 19, 1983, in Grafton, Massachusetts, to her parents, Rick and Tina. She was the eldest child and a great big sister to her two younger brothers, Andrew and Zachary. She was the kind of sister who mothered them and always made sure that they were taken care of first. Holly was also described as a very smart child who excelled in school and loved science and animals. For this reason, she dreamed of becoming a marine biologist when she grew up. While Holly's parents would divorce while she was just little, they had an amicable custody agreement between them, and it worked really well. She was very much loved by all of the adults in her life, and she had a very happy childhood. During the summer of 1993, when she was just 10 years old and had just passed the fourth grade, she was going to be spending a week with her father and her brothers at her grandparents' cottage. 
The cottage was located in Sturbridge, Massachusetts, which is a rural area in a quiet suburban town, and it even has dirt roads. It was considered to be a very quiet and safe place to wind down for the summer. And it was going to be a fantastic summer, just like any other, spent playing in the lake with her little brothers. On August 5th, Holly's father, Rick, would take his children out to the lake so that they could swim after breakfast. He remembers that they had a great time. Holly absolutely loved being in the water. When they were finished, they returned back to the cottage, and Holly, along with her five-year-old little brother, Zachary, walked over to the neighbor's fence, where they had been told that they might be able to see some puppies. The neighbor, whose yard was located only a couple of hundred yards away from the family cottage, had collie puppies who were going to be led outside at around noon. Holly and Zach were very excited for the chance to see these puppies. Like I mentioned, Holly loved animals. Another neighbor who had driven by in her car would say that they remembered seeing Holly, along with another child who was possibly her little brother, at the fence waiting for the puppies at around noon. They were standing on the shoulder of the dirt road, looking down into the fenced yard, waiting for the puppies. And this would be one of the last confirmed sightings of Holly. Five-year-old Zach would return back to the family cottage, walk into the living room where his father was still watching TV, and sit down to begin to play with some of his toys. Rick noticed that Holly wasn't with Zach, so he asked him where his big sister was, to which Zach replied that she was waiting for the puppies. Rick wasn't immediately concerned. He knew how excited Holly was to see those puppies, but it was nearly time to eat lunch, so he asked the boys to go get their sister and to bring her home. A few moments later, the two boys returned home, but there was no Holly with them. Andy, who was only seven years old at the time, was holding one of his big sister's shoes in his hand, and he said, Holly's been taken. Rick jumped out of his seat and ran outside towards the neighbor's fence where Holly had last been seen. He would later tell investigators that he didn't see any tire tracks or any burnt out marks on the dirt road, meaning that whoever had pulled up and taken Holly had likely done so in a very calm and careful manner. He called out Holly's name, but no response. Rick checked with the neighbors to see if maybe she had gone inside the house to see the puppies, but she wasn't there. He put the two little boys in the car, and they drove around the quiet rural dirt roads looking for Holly, but she was clearly missing. Once back at the cottage at around 12.50pm, Rick called 911 to report his daughter is missing. Both local and state police, along with the sheriff's department, would assist in the search for 10-year-old Holly. Her family, friends, and neighbors would show up in droves to help look for her. She was a very loved little girl. They went door to door asking residents in the area if they had seen anything and if they could even check their homes for Holly. Here's the thing, many times when there are reports of a missing child, the child is actually just hiding, oftentimes even in their own home or their yard. So they searched all of their neighbors' yards, sheds, garages, anywhere that a small child could be hiding. But sadly, this wasn't the case with Holly. She wasn't simply hiding. Holly had been taken. The only thing that she had left behind was that one shoe, which her family believes that she did on purpose to leave behind a trail of evidence. 
there would be a witness account that would give investigators a clue as to what may have happened to the little girl that day. There were two 16-year-old girls who lived nearby, and they reported seeing something really strange that creeped them out. As they walked down their driveway to get the mail at around the same time that Holly and Zach would have been waiting for the puppies near the fence, they noticed a white or light brown pickup truck come flying down the road. The driver was described as being a white, middle-aged man who had facial hair and he was wearing a hat. The two teen girls noted that as his truck approached them, it slowed down to a walking speed as the man gawked at them in an uncomfortable and an inappropriate manner. One of the girls would later say that she really thought that the man might jump out of his truck and try to take one of them. So they ran back up the driveway towards their house where their father was waiting. They got a really creepy vibe from this incident, but they didn't really think anything further of it until they had learned that Holly had been abducted. While it has not been proven that this man in the truck was the one who had taken her, it did give investigators a lead to go on, but unfortunately this information was pretty much a dead end. The search for Holly would continue for 11 grueling weeks, with her photo being posted to the front of every local newspaper and airing on every news channel. We're begging anyone with any information if they could just just let us know where she is. Hundreds of volunteers combed the woods in the area but turned up no leads. Maureen Lemieux remembers asking to search neighbors' homes, even car trunks. We were just suspicious of everybody. And uh, some people were cooperative and some weren't. And if they weren't, we gave their names to the police. And then, 79 days into the search for Holly, a group of pheasant hunters who were out with their dogs discovered a skull and skeletal remains of what looked to be a small child. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so... I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. 
That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The gruesome discovery was made in an isolated area of an Army Corps of Engineers flood control forest. It really would have been only locals in Brimfield, Massachusetts that knew about this area. Holly was found wearing a t-shirt, overalls, and only one shoe. It became apparent quite quickly that this was the body of the missing child. She had been assaulted, killed, and then left behind in the forest. Her family, friends, and the community at large was shocked and grief-stricken. To think that someone could do something so horrific to this beautiful little girl and then just leave her in a wooded area in the heat of summer, hoping that the evidence would be lost to environmental conditions and wildlife. It is really lucky that these hunters crossed paths with her body when they did, because it's possible that If left a little bit longer, she may have never been found. Investigators looked at several possible theories and scenarios that they believed could have happened to Holly. One theory has been that Holly just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that this was a... Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, 
Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle. And I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Crime of opportunity. She just happened to be playing by the road when this perpetrator drove by and saw her there and decided to take her. The idea behind this theory is that the abduction happened during a time and at a place where Holly wasn't typically located. For this reason, investigators didn't believe that she was specifically targeted. However, I mean, it can't be ruled out. The perpetrator did know that Holly would be there at some point that summer because she had been there many summers before. At the same time, many people think that the perpetrator has to be local. This was a small community, and the area where her body was discovered was even lesser known. The idea here is that whoever abducted her and then dumped her in the forest knew the area very well because they knew that this location was remote enough that nobody would be likely to find her. Police have remained very tight-lipped about the evidence and the suspects that they have in this case. One name that would come up time and again was Randy Stanger, and this is where the murder of Molly Bish comes in. If you're not familiar with Molly Bish's case, I'll give you a brief overview. Molly was a 16-year-old girl from Warren, Massachusetts. During the summer of 2000, she worked a part-time job as a lifeguard at a local beach known as Commons Pond. Her mother would drop her off that morning for her shift. However, just moments later, she would go missing. Almost three years after her disappearance, a blue bathing suit would be discovered by a hunter in the wooded area just a few miles away from the pond. It would be positively identified as belonging to Molly. About a week later, they would also find bone fragments identified as Molly's, turning her missing persons case into a murder investigation. After 23 years, the rest of Molly's remains have never been found, and her family still don't know what happened to her and who killed her. Right off the bat, I'm sure you can see the striking similarities between Molly's murder and Holly's. However, the connection goes much deeper than that. When Molly was just 10 years old, the same age as when Holly was killed, she learned about Holly's abduction on the news, and she decided to write Holly's family a very sweet letter. This is an excerpt from Molly Bish's letter. It says, quote, I am very sorry. I wish I could make it up to you. Holly is a very pretty girl. She is almost as tall as me. I wish I knew Holly. I hope they found her. 
Signed, Molly Bish. Molly's mother said that she was just so afraid after learning that Holly went missing. So she found a little bit of comfort in being able to reach out to her parents and express her condolences. No one had any idea that just six years later, Molly Bish would become a murder victim herself. Is that just some crazy coincidence or does it go deeper than that? One of the earliest persons of interest identified in Holly's abduction and murder was a man named Randy Stanger. Randy had been living in a tent in the very same woods where Holly's body would later be found. Police spoke with him very early on in the investigation to determine his whereabouts the day of the kidnapping. He has denied having any involvement, and he has been mostly cooperative with law enforcement. However, he does have a shady past with the law. Here comes the Molly Bish connection. A key suspect identified in Molly's murder is a man named Rodney Stanger, which is Randy Stanger's brother. Rodney looks identical to a witness sketch of a man that was seen near the beach the day that Molly was killed. He also has a violent criminal history, and he was charged with murdering his girlfriend in 2009. He still sits behind bars today for that murder, but he has denied killing Molly. Still, you have to ask yourself, what are the chances that these two suspects and these two murders are so closely connected? Neither of these men have been charged with anything related to the murders of either Holly or Molly, but Holly's little brother, Zachary, who was there the day of the abduction, would start to have these flashbacks of a man's face that he remembered seeing that day. He was actually able to give enough details to a sketch artist that would produce an image of a man, a man that looked very similar to Randy. But that is as far as this theory has gone. The years would pass and investigators would continue to collect tips and investigate wherever possible. They were busy working behind the scenes, but again, they kept all of the information that they had very close to the chest. Then in 2012, investigators asked the public to provide them with any information that they had relating to a man named David Pouliot. Forensic evidence had been found near Holly's body that had been linked to Pouliot. He also had a strong and long connection to the area, hunting, and fishing around the time of Holly's disappearance. Pouliot died in August 2003 at the age of 49 years old, and a death certificate filed with the city of Springfield shows that he died of congestive heart failure and hypertension with diabetes and cocaine use listed as contributing conditions. Since investigators can't speak with him from beyond the grave, they've asked the public to come forward with any information related to his whereabouts and companions on the day that Holly was abducted. Whatever evidence that they had tying him to the crime scene where Holly was dumped was described as significant evidence. It was found in close, but not immediate, proximity to the body. If anyone has since come forward with information, we don't have those details. He was never named a suspect, only a person of interest. Now, just this week, on February 1st, 2023, the Hampton County District Attorney's Office revealed a new piece of evidence from Holly's investigation. They released this to the public in hopes of moving forward with the case. Even though it's been 30 years since the 10-year-old little blonde girl was killed, their team is just as committed and dedicated as ever to solving Holly's murder, 
and they believe that at this point, it's just a matter of time. They're now asking the public to take a look at this white tank top that has the word Boston written on it in blue, pink, and purple letters. It doesn't have a size listed or any brand tags, so they're hoping to learn what company manufactured it, where it was purchased, and perhaps who may have owned it. This tank top is just one piece of evidence that was collected from the crime scene. However, investigators say that they have a ton of evidence on file, including DNA. They're hoping that if someone can provide more information on the source of this shirt, it might be the final piece needed to finally solve the case and bring Holly's family justice. What's really incredible is that this newly highlighted piece of evidence is part of an effort to examine evidence from cases that happened in 1993, when DNA technology wasn't advanced as it is now. There is a campaign and a concentrated effort to make sure that further testing is done on evidence in some of the most important cases, like Holly's, and that there's renewed effort to get some of these older cases finally solved. Now that we have the technology... If Holly were still alive today, she would be 40 years old. Her family has had to go all of these years carrying the pain of her death with them and not knowing the truth of what happened to this beautiful little girl. Meanwhile, a killer has gone uncaught for the last 30 years. I'm Hamden District Attorney Anthony Galuni. I'm joined today by Massachusetts State Police Detective Thomas Sullivan, Assistant District Attorney Beth Dunphy-Ferris, and members of Holly Peranian's family to my right. I recently stated in a public update on an unrelated, unresolved homicide case, as district attorney along with my team, we never forget victims of homicide. And more important, we work on these cases until justice is served. We need the public's assistance. We need someone who knows something to stand up with us and do what is right. Accordingly, We are here this morning to ask members of the media and the public at large for assistance in the homicide investigation of Holly Peranian. Just a couple weeks ago, on January 19th, Holly would have celebrated her 40th birthday. For nearly 30 years, the Peranian family has been coping with this unimaginable tragedy. Anyone with information about the case is asked to call State Police at 413-505-5946 or 1-855-MA-SOLVE or by texting the word SOLVE to 274-637. And of course, as always, I'll have all of these details in my show notes. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can always find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper. And I post things on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. Or I'm here on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. 
And together we are Family Plot. The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. Don't ruin the commercial. Do catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy Sherlock Holmes. And the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's Corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye.